Alpha Sessions with Alan Joyce. Well, this is the Alpha Sessions. I'm Alan, and with me today, I'm very pleased to be joined by Phil Maguire. Thanks for coming to Radio Broccoli. Yeah, thanks for having me. And welcome along to the Alpha Sessions. Um, Lots to ask you about, and you've done an amazing live set today. I really appreciate that, and um, I'm looking forward to sharing those songs uh, later on during the course of this session. Um, So let's take you back. You're you're obviously a folk singer. Um, Tell us about your influences growing up. Who who were you listening to as you grew up listening to music? Um, Well, when I started out, I guess I always remember there was a, there was a moment when uh, when I said to my dad that I wanted to get into rock and roll music when I was about 11 and he gave me three CDs he gave me um, Jimi Hendrix's BBC Sessions Sticky Fingers uh, Stones and Travelogue JJ uh, Kale wow. um, and then that started me off on that road that then just sort of took me all the way through. I mean, obviously I grew up with like Beatles and Cat Stevens and stuff like that playing in the house all the time. But then I sort of found my way to Dylan, obviously. It was like the big moment when I was 14 uh, around that time. And then I just sort of continued on from Dylan, his great st- starting point. I was going to say, I would have put money on the fact that Dylan yeah. featured fairly heavily exactly. in yeah, yeah, He had to be there at the beginning of yeah. it all. But uh, yeah, then I think, um, yeah, just move forward from that. But then my hero... And probably the main influence is John Martin. Um, yeah, he's like my all-time hero. And uh, so, yeah, all of his records, even, you know, from the early folk stuff where it was just him or him and Beverly as well. And then all the way through, even including his 80s and 90s sort of semi-soul records, you know. Um, but especially 70s, his uh, oh. 70s Martin is probably like my main influence. So did you have other musicians in the family up to that point? Was music a major part of your growing up? Yeah, definitely. My dad is uh, um, ran, played in and, and, and ran various rock and roll bands and jazz bands uh, for years. Uh, he's also an actor, an actor musician as well. Um, and then all, I'm the eldest of four, four children, so uh, we all played instruments and my mum plays as well, so... Wow. It was always uh, it was sort of a von Trapp type type situation. Yeah. And were you all into the same types of music, or is there one of you trying to play sort yeah. of you know um, Dylan and someone else playing S Club Seven? Yeah, <laughs> I think we're t- we're all pretty similar in many ways. I think yeah, we all sort of I mean because we all grew up on as I said on with the Beatles and uh, and and the Stones and, and and Cat Stevens as I said also those sort of records playing. Um, all the time so yeah we sort of had that grounding so what age did you learn to play the guitar I was about nine I think yeah nine so yeah about 20 years ago I started out with classical guitar um, till I was 18 I learned classical um, and doing all those grades and things like that yeah but yeah I mean that's quite a good starting point for people wanting to play guitar because it gives you that uh, finger picking bedrock uh, for that finger picking style, and then you know it can help with like music, reading music and stuff like that. But I mean, it's not imperative, but yeah. it was quite good for me. And at that stage, were you sort of playing alongside your family, perhaps sort of covers of Beatles and yeah. Dylan tracks and things like that? Were you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I think we were just 
um, you know, every Christmas and or any any time really, but especially at Christmas and things like that. My dad would get would would get us all the instruments out and we'd all play together. But yeah, I was, I was always doing that kind of stuff. Are there still DVDs of that in evidence hidden think, away somewhere? Yeah, I think <laughs> you can delve into the archives <laughs> and uh, find some. Find some sort of uh, yeah, f- whole family church uh, ch- in some church performing some sort of a song arranged by my dad. Brilliant. <laughs> we won't ask to hear that. Yeah. Cover up. Maybe we'll save that till next One time. One day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, at what point did you start songwriting? Um, I think when I yeah, I sort of migrated away from classical music, playing classical music into learn. I taught myself chords because uh, I was, yeah, I didn't really have much concept of chords. I was just used to reading sheet music and playing, you know, Segovia and things like this. So, um, yeah, maybe like 14, probably with the arrival of Dylan in my life, I started to just teach myself chords. Although, obviously, I knew the notes, but I didn't, I didn't in my lessons, I wasn't taught chords. I wasn't told, like, sort of rock and roll. (laughs) So, yeah, probably 14, I started writing pretty primitive, juvenile sort of songs. Um, and then, yeah, and then when I was 15, I think, so, you yeah, I got uh, for Christmas like a little little 8-track, little Boss 8-track recorder or something like that. Yeah, that then me and my mate Lawrence formed a band or duet. We thought we were going to be Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> and uh, we just would come home from school and just record with our, like, rapidly breaking voices yeah. <laughs> into this, uh, into one mic, into this 8-track. Tra- you have to pitch them down about a year yeah, later. Exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what's your songwriting technique? Obviously with Dylan, it's all about lyrics first, isn't it? So mm. are, are you very much a lyric first person when you start songwriting? I'm, I'm actually not. I th- I, a lot of my, you know, a lot of friends of mine who are musicians, they, I know that they are like always writing, uh, you know, in their notebooks and always writing on the go um, and, and sort of more like starting with poetry and then putting poetry to music. Um, but I'm, I'm pretty the opposite to that. I, I write the music first, um, and I feel like the words will then come through with how the music, with what the music feels like. So I'll just be playing around, just messing around on the guitar until something cool, or I feel is cool, comes through, and then, and then I just will sing nonsense uh, or just vowel sounds. Mm. Uh, maybe not even actual words um, to find a melody, and then and then just starts normally just start singing words, and then yeah then I'll and then at the end of the song I normally write it all down. So right. yeah, I, I rarely go the other way, which is maybe a bit more conventional to go that way. But, and sometimes it can be annoying because you forget what you're doing because you're not writing it down, yeah. <laughs> which is probably not very uh, not very sensible, but. But do you know straight away that you're onto something? You'll get a hook, and you think, right, this is it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna write a song now. Yeah, I think once I've, yeah, because so, I mean, so many times I'll write, and it'll just be this, this, the, the, what's coming out of the guitar. I'll just be like, this isn't, it's just not really, ke- not, I'm not really vibing with it. Mm. But um, yeah, once I feel like this, I will get excited initially about the guitar part, um, and then the words will come from that. But I mean, the words are very important to me, and the lyrics are very important. But, but I feel like yeah, I can't really get into the words if I don't have the the sound for them to go with. Sure. Yeah. 
And your bio actually says that you're particularly into storytelling and mm. drinking songs yeah. as well. And um, so, do you like to have a drink when you're when you're doing your songwriting? I think, yeah, it's important. Yeah, I think, <laughs> you know what they say. Um, yeah, but I think you know, I think yeah, I, I do like to be in a in a, you know sort of a, on my own normally. You know, working for sort of focus and uh, but relaxed as well in a relaxed environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, those storytelling and drinking songs. Yeah, I feel like I don't know what I, I'm a big fan of traditional music, traditional folk music. Mm-hmm. So which is you know a lot of field recordings. A lot of these field recordings were made in were uh, collected in pubs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, by people like Cecil Sharp or. Um, uh, who they, well, actually, I can't think of any other collectors, Steve Roud, people like this. You know, they would collect these songs, and they cut a lot of them come from pubs, oh. um, where you know folk, well, not even folk collectives at that time. This was pr- this would just be people, just local people coming together and singing songs um, that I guess we would now see as a folk collective, but but then they were just just in the pub. <laughs> but, yeah. And pubs is something we're going to come on to because you, you play a lot of pubs, <laughs> yeah. as, as we'll, we'll discover in a minute. But I was intrigued to see that there's a track you released in 2020 called The Dog and Bell. Is that by any chance named after a pub as well? That is, yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's a pub down in Deptford, um, down on the creek there that was, uh, yeah, uh, a, a pub I frequented a lot when I uh, lived down there, where I grew up down there. Um and me and my friends would go there a lot to, uh, you know, put the world to rights. Yeah. So, yeah. And does the pub know that they've got a song named after them? They do now. For a long time, they didn't. <laughs> but uh, I was, yeah, playing a gig, and uh, and this guy was watching and said, oh, I know the guy who owns that pub, and sent it to him. And Brilliant. then since then, I've had some free drinks. Not free drinks, <laughs> but I've heard that they that they've enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think they owe you a drink after that. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, one of the things we're going to talk to you a lot about today is this new five-track EP, which you've released, yeah. called The Church Bell. So talk us through the first track you're going to play, which is the title track, The Church Bell, and tell us more about that one. Yeah, um, uh, that, was the, that was the song that really started the EP and started my feeling that this, you know, this was going to be the, 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 the driving force of, the, of a record to put together. And yeah, when I put the band together and with Gus, as I said, you know, we felt that was going to be the single, and we put we spent a lot more time on it than any other song, uh, even though you know because of time constraint of how much time we could be there. So, um, but yeah, it's just a song about. Um, uh, I guess like the EP in general is about uh, the passing of time in many ways. Uh, you know, I'm drawing to the close of my twenties. I'm be 30 at the end of this year still young but uh but but definitely a decade a decade of 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 my life is coming coming to coming to an end and it was it was maybe that feeling of yeah your 20s is a different is a sort of difficult sort of time for many people um you do a lot of different things uh, as i have you know from studying to millions of different jobs to all sorts of things and and you definitely feel that you've left you feel like, yeah, your childhood is definitely... When you're in your early 20s or late teens, early 20s, you can still sort of get a sense of, of your teens or your childhood to some extent, mm. and it slowly become you know, that morphs into adulthood and maturity. So it's probably about that, a lot of that, mm. and the ups and downs of your 20s, early 20s, mid-20s. It's a pretty funny old time for me. <laughs> 
I could recommend the 30s, by the way. They're, yeah, they're good I'm times. looking forward to it. Yeah. 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 As a child, my land was made of gold and silver. Everything I passed was bathed in a life so tender To wander with weary eyes is a thief of time Everything I find is a Playground color fades and innocence is washed away. That train pulled on a string is what you dread pulling in. Spading you away out of Alpha Sessions with Alan Joyce. Um, there's a track on the EP, um, Dance Like a Lighthouse on the Coast. Mm. I mean, that is a, a proper drinking song, yeah. that one, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Tell us about that one as well. That, yeah, that was um, that was actually a very old That was probably the oldest song on the on the EP. That was I wrote that back in 2019, pre, just for the pandemic. And yeah, that was like, it's a bit of a, 
it's a bit of a, a a nod to the to like just classic traditional uh, uh, but sort of foot stomping yeah. uh, sort of thing so yes it's just it's just it's sort of a fun a fun little song about that you can uh, when I was recording it I was always saying like I want it to be really raucous and feel like you're in some sort of port Plymouth pub in 1800 and something and yeah. everyone's like on the tables and cheers and glasses above the reds. I mean, be honest, did you sink a few shandies yeah. when you sung that one? Yeah, <laughs> that was definitely. I mean, we there was a great thing when we when we were recording that at the end of the end of the lane, um, there's a, a, a 13th century pub called the Hatchet, yeah. which is an extraordinary pub uh, that I've actually played in since recording there. And um, yeah, it's an amazing pub. So we would go, you know, we do some recording in the day, and then we go to the pub come back and then we're well lubricated to get the uh, get the take <laughs> yeah. brilliant oh, it sounds it sounds fantastic yeah, do true. take a listen to that on the on the ep as well so let's talk about collaborations um well first and foremost have you done any songwriting with other artists and is it something you'd like to do it's definitely something i'd like to do i haven't um done a huge amount of it really uh you know always being sort of well a solo performer in my own music I t- I, I've not really done much uh, songwriting with other people when I was in a band we put one one or two songs together that were that were written together to some extent but um, yeah I haven't done too much of it I've done a lot of performing or not a lot but a fair bit of performing with other people but um, yeah it's definitely something I'd like to do I'd like to do um would you do that with your with your family now? You know, sort of now you've yeah. gone your own ways a little bit. Yeah. But I mean, would you would you consider doing that? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a possibility. I mean, my 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 brother is um is a trumpet player, so uh, I'm hoping to get uh you know him on and him writing some uh, horn horn section parts uh, for for the record later this year. So yeah, I mean, I'm open to to to, to working with anyone. You know. Um, I think just the thing is, is that when I've been performing on my own for so long, or not, yeah, and writing on my own for so long, um, I think it would be cool to, you, you know, maybe relearn some stuff and uh, and adapt to to someone else's style and adapt to someone else's process as well. That would be really fun, uh, you know, take myself out of what I'm used to and and do something a bit more. Yeah, out of my comfort zone would be would be excellent. You meet a lot of other artists, obviously as you're gigging have you sort of come across any other artists recently you thought wow i'd love to work with them on a project um yeah i mean um let me think i mean uh, uh, you know maybe one day we will i'm not sure but but um the 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 chap i mentioned who who i went to go and see who um put me in touch with gus to do the recording uh he we 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 did a little mini tour uh, last month, um, so I guess you know we weren't maybe playing together, but we were sort of supporting each other um, around uh, a few venues in in, in the Midlands, um, or, or yeah, sort of Midlands, Cotswoldsea into Wiltshire sort of area, uh, with one person playing before the other person next coming after, and then you know vice versa. So uh, maybe not we weren't performing together as such, but we were. We were on the road together, oh. you know, and supporting each other um, in that capacity. So that was, you know, that was really fun. But yeah, I'd, I'd be really open to doing, 
doing some performing with other people, you know, in, in some form or other. And what, what would be the absolute dream collaboration if it was literally you could have anyone performing alongside you at a gig, dead uh, or alive even, who would be the ultimate? Um, wow. Um, so, I mean, you know, someone that I, I absolutely love is uh, Johnny Flynn. Mm. Um, so, I mean, I just have always adored his music. Um, and I know that he's a big influence on a few of my friends who, who, pl who play as well. So, yeah, he would... It would be pretty cool to play with him. I think that would be a good one. I mean, you could say so many people. There's uh, so many people. But I think because, you know, because he's he's performing at the moment, he's bringing out, you know, extraordinary records. He just brought out that record last year with Robert McFarlane. Um, and, yeah, it just seems like a real cool dude. So yeah. it would be, be great to play with, play with Johnny Flynn. That would be excellent. Fantastic. We're going to talk more about gigs in a moment, but let's have a listen to the second track of yours, The Heather and the Gorse. Tell us about this one from the EP. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is um, this is a, a, a sort of uh, not really a cliche, but it's all you know. It's about coming home. And as I was talking about before, in my twenties, uh, there was yeah, there was a number of years where I was sort of wandering, <laughs> wandering around trying to find my trying to find some sort of some sort of foothold in life. Um, you know, do, as you know, doing all sorts of different jobs. Uh, and, and, and playing and trying to trying to trying to find my feet with playing. This is probably like 2015, 2015, 2016, 2017. Uh, so yeah, I'm between the ages of sort of 22 to 25, something like that. Those sort of ages. I uh, was yeah trying to just find, trying to get into the London scene. Coming back to London, having been away for for, for university. And doing loads of different jobs and living in all sorts of different places and and yeah um, yeah being a bit lost uh, so yeah it's sort of about that time and about you know people sort of supporting me and helping me back into you know when I was in some sort of some sort of wilderness personal wilderness I was uh, guided back home to some extent um you know and there wasn't any judgment or anything like that it was yeah it was uh sort of about that i guess about friends and family bringing you bringing you back to a place where you can maybe be in a better m mental state to to just to, to uh try and achieve what you want to achieve One, two. And we can talk about my living And my wanderings in the wild How I lost that lowland light And found for years old fate I thought I'd bed down with the birds and I would turn and shun the world But there's no trees upon the moor So I built my nest of bones In the bracken rock and gorse 
sessions with Alan Joyce. Okay, let's talk about gigs then. Um, now, if you go onto your website, it's an amazing kind of the equivalent of who's who of every gig pub venue in London. Yeah. You seem to have played them all. It's amazing. Um, so what for you is the perfect gig? What's, what's, what's the perfect location to play? Uh, well, 
It's a tough one. I mean, yeah, I, I think... I love playing in pubs, you know, I love playing in pubs. I love playing in pubs that are where the prom where the promotion and the the event is is really well curated uh, and there's like a very specific idea that this is not, you know, playing in pubs is 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 varied. You c and there's there's room for everything, you know, you could it could be an open pubs hold open mic nights. Pubs have a, a guy in the corner playing covers and you know most people might not be listening um, but it's sort of like live background music um, and then pubs will have full gigs you know uh, uh, um, and full bands in like, raucous affairs I think my favorite um, is is one is is where there's it's quite intimate you know so a smaller pub um, a really good one is the Gladstone Arms down in in Borough, mm. so that's where I've played loads of times, and I always love coming back there. And it's like a sort of second home for me. And um, the the owners there and 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 uh, Sam, um, who owns and runs a promotional company called Bark, uh, like like a dog, like Bark, like a dog. Uh, he 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 runs the nights there, and he just does such a great job because it's really small pub. Uh, and and everyone there is advised or, or given the opportunity to just listen. So it's you know, he, and then people can talk in between. So there'll be three acts, and they're well, you know, it's really well curated. Everyone getting a sort of flow of music that's it's not, you know, it's not wildly different from each act. It's not wildly different, that, but there's you know, there's differences, which is gives people variety. But there's a feeling that this is like an event with a with a sort of. You know, it's all it's been curated, as I said, um, and then yeah, he's he'll be like, you know, obviously give respect to the artist to listen, and then you know you can talk away to your heart's content in between. Uh -huh. um, so yeah, that's and then and people are really attentive. It's quite close quarters, and then yeah, but then as I said, if it's if you're playing sort of quieter songs and more more um, intimate songs, people are really listen, listening. But then if you're playing sort of more more lively tracks then you know people will get into it and it's and 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 it just allows for that space you know there's a it's just a a free space where the artist isn't battling you know battling against the noise you know to be to try and get people do you, here do you find that those venues are quite hard to find though because as as a punter and a, a gig fan such as myself we go to so many pubs that are like that, where you've got amazing artists on, but yeah, they're sort of incidental happening in the corner. Yeah. No one's really there paying attention, yeah. even to some paid gigs, which I always find yeah, interesting. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I mean, it's a difficult one. It's really difficult. Adrian Lenka of Big Thief um, recently did a post on social media all about this, uh, did like quite a sort of five minute video that got a lot of traction um about how yeah she well they personally felt that 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 the that the um you know that about the fact that the artist is, is sort of bearing their soul and they're they're giving what they have to give and they're giving it out and that that you know they need there needs to be some sort of understanding that that's what they're doing and they're not just there like you know just having a laugh Mm. in the corner they're actually sort of 
bearing their soul to, mm-hmm. to, to whoever. And so that's this idea that, you know, that needs to be respected. And I do really agree with that. Um, but, you know, there's differences. There's so many different things. Like I think, you know, if that if people are going to a pub and there's a guy playing in the corner, it's t- it's difficult because you feel like you've they haven't gone there for music. They've gone to have a drink and catch up after work. Um, so it's hard for, to then be like, you need to all be quiet. Mm. Uh, but if you're going to a place where it's specifically advertised that this is, mu- you know, you're, that there's music on and this is why people are coming, then, and everyone, uh, a majority of people there are there to hear the music. Mm. I think then, you know, that needs to be respected that this is what's happening here. So we have quite a number of artists who come into the studio here at the Alpha Sessions who are actually obviously in the very early stages of trying to get gigs and stuff. So what would your advice be to someone who's sort of at the early stages trying to get a gig in London? Is it easy to get a gig in London? And, and what sort of, what, what's the best advice you could give to someone who's starting out? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I mean, it, I've had my ups and downs with gigging in London uh, and many instances where I felt like I was going to move out of London to go and find a more concentrated scene but that when I and still to this day you know it's not it's not a well I've not been playing for I guess for a huge amount of time but if you take away sort of two years for the pandemic I've been playing for maybe five years or something in London five or six years but uh yeah I've, I mean still to this day it's not it's not it's not easy you know you have to keep pitching yourself um for new venues once obviously you get in with somewhere then that 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 becomes a lot easier but i would say just play certainly starting out i started out playing open mic nights you know that that's there's such a good i don't play too many these days but but when i started i did them a lot and they're great for a number of reasons because you get to know the vent well the one they're good for practicing your Mm. songs um but you get to meet a lot of other people you meet so many musicians and they and then and then that can be your springboard to other things so that can lead you to other venues um other and promoters and then they can recommend you other people playing can be like well you know i was doing this open mic night last week that's in this space and that's great and i know that the guy who runs that also runs nights there and then runs nights in x or y or whatever and then they'll also be you know then they could go you know, we have these open mic nights on Tuesdays, but on f- Thursdays and Fridays we have actual full gigs. Mm. So then, if you perform and they and they like your stuff, then they, you know, more often than not, they'll be like, "You should come and do a set on Thursday." You know, and that's that's like a a half hour set and, and maybe paid so, or hopefully paid. So, so that's I'd say start out in open mic nights definitely, and then and just uh, you know try and get. I always used to think that getting like a rec- some sort of demo was a good thing to do, and that is definitely true. But I think in the nowadays with uh, Instagram and uh, YouTube, um, I think people, promoters or or, 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 or venue venue owners, uh, seem to like videos maybe a bit more. Hmm. So um, because it gives them a better idea of what it's going to be like on on a closer idea of what it'd be like on the night so getting in somehow with with like a videographer just you know not and it doesn't have to be that expensive just a cheap sort of relatively cheap set like a couple of your songs so you can put them up on social media and put them on youtube and then when you're pitching to someone you can be like 
I was put in touch with the, or I found out about this venue via this person. Um, you know, really like the look of the nights that you put on. Here's some footage of me playing. So just before we finish, you've got um, uh, plans for a new album, I believe, later on in the year. Tell us about that. Yeah. So that's going to be uh, with um, back again with Gus uh, out, out in out in Wiltshire. Um, yeah, going to do a full length one, full length album. I felt like I wanted to. I considered maybe doing another EP, but I was, I was, um, yeah, keen to move 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 swiftly into into the full length LP. So. Um, yeah, getting the band back together for that, and some other, hopefully bringing in some more people. Um, Going to try and get some added instrumentation. That was the EP was like pretty classic on the on the on the instruments on the folk album instruments, but uh, want to bring in some 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 horns hopefully and some strings and mm. things like that. So yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to that. And it's going to be, um, I think probably if you're going to, uh, it's going to be more of a continuation of. Uh, the church bell and 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 Heather and the gorse that sort of feel mm. um probably Heather and the gorse it will mostly it's like a to take that idea uh of that sort of quite fast paced foot stomper album we like that and th- there's a track as well that you've um, performed today that is hopefully going to be on the album isn't it yeah. valley of dreams tell us about y- yeah that one. yeah so that's going to yeah that that I'm hoping for that to be on there I'm sure it will be um yeah that was written I wrote that about a month ago yeah um, and it's going down really well. I've played it live about th- four times, so um, yeah, it's getting. It, it, it's the, it's of the new ones that people are, are enjo- seeming um, you know to enjoy, which is which is re- really beautiful. Um, so yeah, that's that's that. It's going to have that sort of feel. So if people like that, then that that gives them some idea, maybe. Well, I'm I'm hoping that I'll get to see you live at some point soon because yeah. judging by what I've heard today, it is brilliant. And oh, um, thank you. yeah, looking forward to hearing the new album. So if people want to find out more about you, where can they find you online? Yeah, they can go to my website, which is uh, philmaguiremusic.co.uk, uh, and. Uh, yeah, Spotify and Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and all that is Phil McGuire Music. Um, so yeah, that's uh, they can go social or they can go on the socials or on the website and Spotify and all that. So yeah, it's all over, all over the internet. Fantastic, Phil. Thanks very much for coming down. Uh, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, thank you. Stay. 
I was drinking with fervor up there in those hills. If we had a daughter, oh, I wonder what we would call her. That singer's name's quite nice. My lover, too, goes a roving. It was she who carved this valley. I'll join her in her farming. Yes, dreams take hold of everything. That's how it's meant to be. Valley of my dreams. Yeah. To the valley of my dreams. Hey. Into the valley of my dreams. 